Hello, and welcome to How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. I'm your host, Megan Thompson, licensed clinical professional counselor and registered play therapist supervisor. We at MTC teach parents how to eliminate the daily meltdown and shutdown cycle for your sensitive children and teens. Highly sensitive children make up 15 to 20% of the population, according to research that has been gathered for over a century. And this podcast answers one question. How can you raise emotionally intelligent children, stop walking on eggshells, and help your child express their needs safely without punishments, yelling, or coddling. If you wanna know the answer, you're in the right place. Hi everybody, Megan Thompson with Megan Thompson Coaching. And um, I wanted to talk today about how to avoid growing roots of resentment with your child. Because it's a it's a thing that I talk to parents about a lot when we speak um, on the phone or in my with clients, and I think that it's important to dissect this because I the big challenge that I notice lots of parents struggle with is that you don't see it coming. You know, eventually when you know you're dealing with these meltdowns and um, you're starting to see your child's behavior. Um, impact what you know how you sleep impact how your your day goes impact your other kids um, it, it wears on you it creates exhaustion um, you're wiped out at the end of the day and that might not be because your kid is um, having you know tear felt meltdowns or throwing their body on the floor but it could just be the constant consistent reactivity or shutting down and, and not really knowing how to respond so you know, it's hard to quantify the word meltdown for any parent because every family is different. And it's also true that there's lots of themes when I speak with parents about what they're struggling with. And and so that's what we're going to be talking about today is is one of the themes and, and noticing and how to get out ahead of the sense of resentment, the sense of dread that you're feeling um, when your child is, is struggling and, and how to avoid that emotion at at uh, most costs, um, well, without necessarily shaming yourself for experiencing that, because it is so hard to parent a highly sensitive child without the right support strategies and practical application of skills. And so I wanted to take some time today to, to really paint a picture about what it is that I hear parents are dealing with before we get into um, what works effectively. And so, you know, when you're, when you're, in the thick of it, you know, going day by day, trying to manage your child's emotions, trying to find different ways to um, capture how to respond, it can feel like you're on a hamster wheel. You know, your child is upset one moment and then the next moment, everything's fine. Maybe you tried a strategy that I advise and it worked today, but it didn't work uh, yesterday. And so you can end up feeling like you're caught in the, the eye of a storm, you know, to speak in a metaphor, like in the, being in the middle of a hurricane. And so you can you can see, you know, the, the, your child's emotions swimming around you and, and maybe you're not even there yet where you can observe it, but just kind of feeling like you're being tossed about in that um, in that hurricane. And when you're noticing that it can start to feel like your child has more control over you than you do. And uh, that is what leads to this breeding of resentment, the sense of feeling like you don't have any control, um, like you don't know where your reactions are going to come from and whether or not you're able to manage your own emotions. And the, the sense that your kiddo can set you 
off for lack of a better word, whether that be, you know, an emotional reaction, like you're yelling or, or, um, you know, threatening with, a with taking away privileges or what have you. Um, or it's just the, the emotional reaction you have internally, if you're, if you're able to feel, um, constricted in that moment and not, um, you know, hold back any sort of emotional reaction um, towards your kid, the thoughts in your head are still there, you know. So when I talk to parents about the sense of dreading waking up or dreading going to sleep or dreading any part of the day, um, it's a it's a deep-seated problem. It it can, um, it kind of comes, um, comes as a surprise when we notice it and when you start to notice it. And it's also true that um, it sneaks up on you. Uh, and that's what we're talking about today is, is that sense of, of not knowing what it is that you need to do so that you don't feel that emotion on a regular basis. So, uh, you know, I always teach that any emotion is safe and OK. And as well, as long as we know how to contain it, as long as we know how to experience it in moderation and um, also feel like we can experience it to its fullest and bring it back in. Um, and that's a big challenge for highly sensitive kids. And it's also a big challenge for parents of highly sensitive kids, especially if you don't have direct support or, or strategies. And, um, and that's what we're talking about today is, is really finding a way to identify when resentment starts creeping up, identify what, um, what it looks like, what it feels like, and then knowing what to do about it and, and what helps. And so the first key piece is to recognize that, um, just like any plant, any weed, resentment grows. Well, I should say not every weed, but resentment will grow slowly. It doesn't just like sprout up like an oak tree, you know, overnight, right? There, there needs to be roots that are, um, that are solidified in the soil and they just dig down deeper. And, um, you know, I have a pretty brown thumb, so I'm not going to go any further into this metaphor because I'm going to jack it up. But basically what I'm getting at here is that the deep-seated resentment that I hear parents of teens um, express significantly, um, it doesn't it doesn't happen overnight. And, and so it's really important to be, be cognizant of that because by the time you get to the point where your kid is 11, 12, 13 or older, um, if you're if you're feeling that resentment while your child is six, seven, eight, then it's it's inevitable without without getting out and ahead of it. And it's just going to feel I've talked about this before. It's going to feel more like your kid is the problem and they need to fix it. And um, you've given up. Um, you're 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 um, you've had enough. And so. Um, resentment can can present itself in different ways it can be tension in the body it can be stomach aches it can be just actively passive being passive so like actively choosing not to deal with it until the worst like the last possible minute so procrastination um and that might be you know preparing your kid for something new or getting your kid out the door or um starting a new routine, anything like that, it's seated in resentment. It's seated in the, the, um, the worry that you won't be able to achieve what it is that you're planning on achieving because your child, you feel like your child is more in control. And that's that perception that we're talking about today is the, is the lack of being in control of your own emotions or in control of your own life and in control of your own, um, you know, your family's path, journey, journey, whatever values you, you want to instill upon your children and, and your family. And, um, and when you feel blocked from that goal, resentment 
breeds and um, it can lead to angry outbursts. It can lead to saying things that you don't mean. It can lead to um, a, a frequent frustration and, um, you know, just feeling like your, your back's up against the wall or you're trying to run against a brick wall and um, feeling trapped. And when you feel trapped, your child feels trapped and, and your child feels like there's no way to get out of that cycle as well. And the only way, thing they can do is be that hurricane that you see them to be at this point. And um, the, the goal is to be the um, to be the airplane above the, the, the hurricane. Um, and I'm probably jacking that metaphor up as well. But the goal is to get out outside of the hurricane to get out, you know, maybe you need to be the satellite. Um, that probably makes more um, sense. <laughs> I don't know if an airplane could fly above a hurricane. Um, but you need to be the goal is to be above uh, to be above that situation and to know and see how you can the fact that the storm will calm the fact that the the struggle will um, will subside with support and, and skills. Um, and to feel capable in that. And the first thing that you need to do to do that is to recognize what it is that, that beats unconditional, that beats, um, resentment and that's unconditional love. So it, it's really important to recognize this as a, uh, a pie in the sky concept, uh, unconditional love, but then also how, what that looks like in life. You know, if, if you're getting to the point where you're withdrawing your support because your child is emotionally reactive, then that is a sign of conditional love. Um, I can only be supportive to you as long as you don't overwhelm me. And for children, that really is pretty scary um, that the parent who's supposed to be secure and supporting them grow. Um, if, if you know, you as your parent, as the parent, your child's parent is not able to, are not able to identify how to keep yourself calm and supportive when your child is experiencing these meltdowns or experiencing this ineffective behavior, then your child will feel untethered, um, will feel like the hurricane with, you know, at, at a whim could go left or right on land, um, destroy houses in its mix. And without the ability to acknowledge and, and, practice regularly the ability to feel content in how your child is experiencing their emotions now and then content in how you'll get them to experience the emotions more effectively in the future, that resentment will continue to breed and you, your child will feel that in themselves. You know, we know that highly sensitive kids are really intuitive and, and empathic and so they can feel your sense of lack of control and they can sense your resentment and they can sense the fact that you're pissed or annoyed that you're not able to get out the door or that, you know, um, your kid's sibling is missing out on their activity or that um, you were in the middle of enjoying something with your kid's sibling and, and they're coming in because they need you and, and then throwing, a um, you know, th getting out of control with their emotions because they're not able to get your um, attention and support in that current moment. So your child hears that, feels that, experiences that from you. And without being a way to giving yourself the, the skill of checking yourself and, and hearing that um, and, and steadying yourself in that moment, your child will feel the resentment that is underneath the surface of anger, irritation, or annoyance. And what I wanted to talk about here is, is the, you know, the concept of unconditional love is, is awesome, right? We, we recognize that if we can love our children despite their emotions, um, 
because of their emotions, no matter their emotions, then we can feel so perfect in our experience in our relationship with our child. And it's also true that that's really freaking hard if you have no idea what you're doing with parenting your highly sensitive kid, or if that's just a feeling you feel a lot of the time or some of the time or um, you know, frequently, you know, on a weekly basis. And so if we think about sustaining that, we can recognize that, you know, clear strategies for parenting can give that sense of peace of mind, but they don't eliminate the emotion behind that reaction to our child. And so that's kind of another thing that I'm talking about here is that you can have strategies of what's going to work this week for your kid, or you can have an identification of what, you know, what keeps your child um, less reactive, like, you know, addressing diet or, or packing fidgets. Um, but if you don't have a clear picture or clear direction on how you're able to tap into this sense of unconditional love, even when you're challenged by your child's behavior, even when you start to feel anger, irritation, or, or annoyance, that is what breeds resentment, right? You can feel like you're not, um, you're not you when your child's emotions are, um, our hurricane, you're in survival mode at this point, uh, that all you can do in that moment is is just get your kid to, to stop, or all you can do in this moment is to get your kid to slow down, or all you can do in this moment is to, is to, um, is to react because you don't have that skill of bringing yourself back in and slowing down and, and recognizing what it is that, that, impacts your child's relationship with you. Um, because as you view your child, your child will view him or herself. And, um, and when that is frequently met with resentment or anger or frustration, then your child will start to think, you know, I'm annoying, I'm frustrating, and I'm, um, I'm a problem. And that perpetuates their behavior because when they're not able to, to feel okay and competent and safe, capable and safe, then they won't be able to feel competent, capable and safe and changing either. So it, it's really important to recognize that the, the difference between reactive strategies to calm down your child and um, a solid foundation of what prevents the, the meltdowns in the first place, because you're tapped into the relationship you have with your kid. And, and that's really the key piece is, is this unwavering tenant of unconditional love. And we as humans strive to do that, you know, no matter your, um, spiritual guidance, like whether or not you're spiritual or religious or what have you, um, the sense of feeling like, um, there's a knowing in inside you that that things will get better or that things that that, that everything will, will be okay and and part of that requires is required uh, I shouldn't say part of that all of that is required to parent any child but especially a parent of highly sensitive uh, kid because the fact that your child takes it all in and takes it in um, with a with a with a layer of shame uh, is is really challenging for your kid to move out in front of that behavior if they feel like whatever they're doing right now to express themselves is met with um, a block, um, met with a hypervigilance, met with tension in your shoulders, met with, uh, you know, a raised eyebrow all of the time or, you know, their perception of all of the time, your kid's perception of all of the time. 
And because highly sensitive kids are just 20% of the population or less, the other 80% of the population doesn't have this knowledge you have. It doesn't have this ability to, um, or the, the desire, nor the motivation, nor the, um, the insight that this unconditional love is what's going to prevent your kid from creating that, um, that self-fulfilling prophecy. Like the, the, you know, the fact that I feel like crap, therefore I will be a crap person. Um, and that's why it's so important for parents of highly sensitive kids to practice being like practice loving your child unconditionally. And the, key part of that is that you need to be able to do that even when your child is struggling and even when your child is not living um, up to your expectations or your standards or just getting out the door on time because without that practice and without like being able to recall quickly the fact that you love your child regardless of how they're acting at this point um you won't be able to stop that, those roots of resentment. You won't be able to, you'll be, cho- you'll be working uh, reactively by chopping them down and, and maybe successful um, by sending your kid to therapy and doing family therapy and going to a therapy yourself. Um, and, and so if working out ahead of that or, or, or responding in that way um, it, it, with a different perspective can really help change the the effect you have on your child so that you're not continuously reactive so that you're not um, continuously feeling like you're tethered to your kids emotions and not feeling like um, I mean your child is the tugboat (laughs) when in reality like you're the one who's who's on the yacht I don't know I'm all about the metaphors today Um, and, and so it's really important for you to allow your child to to flourish you have to have that solid foundation that um, that sets your child up for success and, and gives your child that ability to see beyond their moment because your child feels like that hurricane right now and they need to see that like the you know the the, the houses will be rebuilt the, the roads will be rebuilt um, and they don't actually have to continue to be a hurricane um, that that's not um, solidified in their fate and and so I wanted to just recap at this point. The biggest thing that we're talking about, being their rock, being less reactive to the reactions, being willing to suspend our thoughts. That's like a huge feat, though, right? Like the ability to do that and, and to do that frequently and, and not just on your good day, <laughs> but to notice it quickly on a not so great day and on a bad day for yourself. Um that is that is what unconditional love is 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 the sense of of being the foundation for your family and being the foundation for your highly sensitive kid because as we talked about before your highly sensitive child only grows from within the foundation that you set for your kid so um if that's wavery and and rocky then your kid is going to be wavery and rocky and so um i get you know i explain it to parents in different ways but it's the sense of recognizing that your highly sensitive child needs to grow from outside in, whereas most children are taught to grow from inside out. Um, yeah. And, and this is a huge thing that parents really get tripped up with because the majority of the population, 80% does really well with growing from the inside out. Um, I got to fix myself and therefore my environment will, will be healthier. 
And um, that doesn't work with, with highly sensitive kids. And this is like the tenant of my work here on the internet <laughs> and in my private practice. But um, it's really hard to wrap yourself around the fact that you as your parent, child's parent are the one who changes your child's behavior. And um, your child cannot grow and meet the expectations of the environment if the environment doesn't shift and change. And, and you, as your child's parent, is the tenant, are, are the tenant of that environment. And um, setting yourself up for feeling resentment is, um, is really easy to do without daily practice of practicing, you know, how you see your child as the, you know, the end, viewing the end game in, in mind and, and expressing that uh, goal to yourself and feeling it and hearing it frequently. Because without that, um, it will be really challenging to, uh, to manage um, the fact that you need to help your child get out ahead of their own emotions, because if you're not able to get out ahead of your child's emotions, then how can they get out ahead of their own? Um, aside from threatening them or telling, you know, telling them that you'll take this stuff away or, or saying, you know, I need to be the one to control you because you can't control yourself or um, just, you know, dealing with that, um, that top down mentality. That's not the control that I'm telling you to, to teach. You know, that's not what I'm, what I'm helping to, um, to foster in, in you, in you as a parent, what I'm really focused on is, um, is helping you be that, that unconditional, um, underlying sense of safety and security for your child, because without it, they will not feel, your child will not feel like they can move forward. And, um, and, and so, like I said before, there's lots of different strategies to address that, um, you know, to summarize what we were talking about, roots of resentment grow slowly, um, and they and then they they come up as a surprise for lots of parents, and um, and without that regular practice of practicing unconditional love, it can be quite challenging for parents of highly sensitive kids to recall that in the moment when your child is having a meltdown. And slow your body down and, and decrease the tension in your shoulders and what, however else you experience it. Um, because, you know, like you said, you, you, you're in the middle of that hurricane. You're just spinning around with your kid and um, waiting for your child to grow and develop the skills, waiting for your child to, um, to mature, waiting for your child to grow out of it. And when you take that perspective or when you take the perspective of feeling like your kid's the one who needs to learn the skills and I just need to teach my kid and we, you know, we talk about the meltdown afterwards, um, that still sends the same message that your child is fully in control when they're not. They're not fully in control when they're overwhelmed and overstimulated and, and feeling all the feels. And um, and it perpetuates the problem for your child to to hear that, that what they can do differently next time. Um, without the ability for you to slow your reaction down and change how you respond and change how you teach your child, um, that, that is going to continue to be a, a challenge for your kid. So if you feel like you need help getting out ahead of it and struggling with um, feeling resentment or worried that that's going to get, you know, it's getting to the point where you're starting to dread the day with your child, then I can absolutely help you change this pattern. Um, I'm going to put the link in the comments when I finish up this conversation, but 
I would encourage you to set up a call with me so that we can talk about what it is that you're challenged with and how to manage, how to get out ahead of this and, and, and what would work and what would be more effective for your family. Because every family is unique and, and it would be important to pay attention to what strategies or successes we need to focus on for your family in particular. So that's it. I, I hope that you're able to reach out for support if, if you're starting to notice that the seeds of resentment have been planted. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode of how to parent your highly sensitive child like a ninja. We release a brand new episode every week, so be sure to click subscribe. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with us at MTC, here's what I want you to do next. Head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call and book an appointment with our team. We'll get on the phone for about 60 minutes and we'll get you clarity on where you're stuck in parenting your sensitive child or teen, what your goals are for supporting your child's development. And if we can help you, we'll get you started on knowing exactly what to do to eliminate that meltdown cycle. Eliminating the daily meltdown cycle does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. And we've helped hundreds of clients from all over the world end that cycle in as little as eight weeks. So to see if we can help you do the same, head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call. I'm Megan Thompson, and we look forward to speaking to you soon.